0: Are y'all ready? Anybody need sermon notes? Wave at me because I can't see you. The ushers just looking. So we've been talking about Paul told Timothy three things. Can you remember what the first one was? But I'm looking for faithful people. What was the first example? Okay. That was two weeks ago and I know. Thank God you still remember who you married to. I'm picking. The first one was a soldier. The second one was an athlete. I, you know, I should have dressed up different. I almost wore overalls today. My, my grandpa wore overalls. My great-grandpa wore overalls to church. He wore his best set of overalls to church. And then they transferred down to the work. When the last pair wore out, they shipped it down. He bought a new pair, and that was his church overalls. But anyway, being a farmer is the third one. And everybody in here whether you like it or not you're a farmer but this type of farmer you're not getting your fingers dirty and so we're gonna dig in and we remind you long-term success is achieved by faithfulness and God looks for faithful people he doesn't look for talented people talented people is awesome but he wants somebody who's faithful say that's me okay so remember grace is free but maturity is not you got to work to mature You know, a kid, you know, a five-year-old can't grow a mustache, but if they keep becoming faithful and eat, sleep, and growing, and they can grow a mustache, unless they're like me and I don't have much to grow in any way. And for 2 Timothy 2.1, we're going to read our foundation scripture, and he said, You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard from me, Say, in the presence of many witnesses, and trust to reliable or faithful people who, be able, who are also qualified and to teach others. And everybody in you, you're qualified to teach somebody. Join me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. There's the good soldier. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled with civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer, who is Jesus Christ. Likewise, or similarly, anybody who competes as an athlete does not uh, receive the victor's crown except competing according to the rules. And as a believer, God's Word is the rules. God's Word is His will. How many know Jesus is the perfect doctrine? He is perfect doctrine. Jesus. He said, I only do what the Father says me to do. I only say what the Father tells me to say. Man, He is God in the flesh. They said, show us the Father. Jesus said, look at me. I am the Father. I and the Father are one. So, uh, then in verse 6, the hardworking farmer should be the first to receive the share of crops. Reflect on what I'm saying, and the Lord will give you insight into all of this. So, uh, understanding in everything. So, Father, we thank you for understanding today. Holy Spirit, you're our teacher. In Jesus' name, amen. So, so listen, uh, uh, a faithful Christian is like that of a farmer. Diligent hard-working farmers are the models of patience okay the seeds they sow into the soil must gradually grow in the crops if the farmer wants to reap a harvest he cannot become impatient and dig up the seed to see if it's growing yet okay just saying you do that We'll plain how We must be patient with our growth and that of others in the Lord. Patiently, we must wait for the harvest of spiritual growth. And we're talking about spiritual growth today. And it's time for all of us to grow up. Man, there's another step for me. There's another step for you. There's another step for all of us. And it's time for us to grow up in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Give me an amen or an oh me. So we're going to read Mark, the fourth chapter. And it's a parable of the farmer. And I need you to pay really close attention to this because Jesus said, this parable is the most important parable in the Bible because if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand the Word of God? How can you understand any parable? That's that's pretty important, isn't it? Nod your head or something. So let's look at it. You've heard it before, but we're going over it. Listen, behold, a sower went to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it and some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it ha- but because it had no depth of the earth and when the sun was up it was scorched because it had no root it withered away and some seed fell among the thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no crop But other seed fell on good ground. Everybody say good ground. ground. And yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced 30-fold, 60-fold, and some 100-fold. We're talking about spiritual growth, 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. God wants you to have, he wants you to increase. Your faith needs to increase 30-fold. Your faith needs to increase 60-fold. Your faith, maybe in some places in your life, need 100-fold. And so we're going to look at this and be that farmer. And he said, "Him and those have ears to hear, let him hear." So let's hear. Now, number one on your sheet there, I want to just say quickly: you are the sower. You are the sower. What have you been sowing? There is stuff been poured into your life, your whole life—some good, some bad, some that just meaningless. And I was thinking about this, I was thinking about the Cincinnati Reds back when I was a kid. They were the big red machine. I remember they were the big red machine. And I remember there was Johnny Bench, there was Pete Rose, huh, there there was Joe Morgan. He pumped that left arm back, Joe Morgan, Tony Perez. And you know what that really is just all about? Nothing. That was deposited in me as a kid because I watched them play and win the World Series, but it amounts to nothing that is any help in my life really except that if I work hard, I can be a winner. But the Word of God is different in that it's alive. The Word of God will quicken your spirit. The Word of God will come alive on the inside of you and quicken in your spirit, and that's what you should live by. Because if I got sick, Or if I need to pray for somebody, I'm going to say, Tony Perez is going to help you. No, he's not. The only help that we get is from Jesus and from the Word of God. Okay, the Word of God is alive, it's quick, which means alive and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, and it divides your soulical man, your mind, will, and emotions from your spirit. How do you learn to be led by the Spirit is to develop your spirit man with the Word of God. Amen. Amen, amen. Okay, I beat you twice. All right, so, and he said, uh, so let's let's break this down, and we're going to go to Mark 4, 13, and Jesus is going to explain this parable, and we're going to break it down little by little by little. So, so in Mark 4, 13, you're the sower, and he said to them, do you not understand this parable? Because they were asking, how will you understand all parables? See that phrase right there? How will you understand all parables if you don't understand this one? This is a very important parable. And he said, the sower or the hardworking farmer sows the word. The seed is the word. We have to sow the word into our lives because go back and it said the farmer must first be the first one to receive the harvest. Okay? So you get to feed yourself first. It's not being selfish. You have to feed yourself or you're too weak to help anybody else. Pastor, I just don't know what to say. That's because you haven't been feeding yourself. But i tell you a secret. If you know John 3, 16, you can get the world saved. Amen. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Okay, well, let's pray. See how easy that was? Well, yeah, yeah, Then build your spirit, man, because boldness comes when your spirit gets stronger. Not boldness to chop somebody, headbutt somebody with your helmet of uh, salvation, but boldness to to be a witness and, and to have fun with it. Okay? Number two, you are the soul. Prepare the soul. Come on. You right here. Your spirit is the soul, soul, and you have to you have to 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 turn that dirt over and put some air in it, and you got to fertilize it and, and and get it ready for the seed. If it's not ready, look the next four or five verses explain if the soul's not ready is why you're not an overcomer. You got junk. You know, when I when I first moved up here. See, uh, we we lived in the Red River. Uh, the Red River Delta, if you want to call it, uh, and they planted cotton fields. When I was a little bitty baby, my mama used to rock me in the cradle in them old cotton fields. That's, that's the Red River Valley. And it's, it's, it's more than a mile from Texarkana. It's about 25 miles from Texarkana. But cotton was king for a long time. And, and I knew a man who was a farmer, and he planted the best seed and he had his people, if there was a weed come up, they cut that thing down. They went through the rows, and I'm not talking they wasn't from here to the back wall rows. I'm talking they were here to the blacktop rows. And they cut, cleaned that field up. They kept it weeded. They had the best seed. And that cotton grew this tall. I mean, it's five feet, four, almost five feet tall. Because he planted the best seed. Well, the word of God is the best seed that you can put in your life, it's life changing. And it is the best seed. And the Word of God will not only is seed, but it's water and it's fertilizer. And you water the the Word in your heart and you make it grow. Okay? Stay with me. This is life-changing. If you'll get a hold of this, this was life-changing. This is how you can get bold to believe God because you know His Word. You know, we said, will you draw a line in the sand? Can you believe that God can do anything? The trouble is, can you believe that God wants to do it for you? Well, pastor, I just haven't been. Then it's time to repent and start over. Today's the day you can get clean. Boom. You know who remembers your past? You and the devil. And he drags it up. And you need to remind him of his past, look, and his future. He's going to hell. And I'm not. Get out of my face. It's time to get a little bold with the devil, but we pet him. He's all. I had one lady tell me one time that she just, man, I just feel sorry for the devil. I said, what? <laughs> no. Okay, Mark 4, 15. Listen to, listen to what Listen to how Jesus explained this parable. These are the ones who are beside the road where the word is sown, and when they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. Let's stop right there. Seeds don't grow on the asphalt. And hear me, Satan comes immediately. When you walk out these doors, Satan's going to steal this sermon from you. Your kids are going to throw up in the car. Your wife's going to be mad at you because you didn't polish your shoes this morning. That's how the enemy works. He gets you distracted. Remember the uh, a soldier's not distracted. And distracted and focus on the problems in your life, and your problems are bigger than God. Your problems are not bigger than God. Our sister came up and said, the wind's still blowing, God's still powerful, but your focus is on something else. Maintain your focus. Maintain it. Put that word in your heart to live by. Come on, we got to live by the Word of God, and we got to put it deep in our heart. And what, how do we do it? We memorize it. We go over and over and over until it's in our spirit. And then when something happens, it just comes out. If you squeeze a, a tube of toothpaste, toothpaste comes out. If you get squeezed, if Jesus is in there, he's supposed to come out, not blankety-blank-blank, blank, you do that again. That's not Jesus. we got to grow up, don't we? Okay. Verse 16. And in a similar way, these are the ones that were sown uh, with seed on the rocky places, who when they heard the word immediately received it with joy. Hallelujah, Pastor. That's a good sermon. Amen. But there's stuff in your heart that won't let it take root. Past hurts. Everybody in here thinks I'm a drug addict. No, they don't. We're glad you're here. It's awesome you're here. Everybody in here don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm. I had a lady say, Well, I'm disqualified. Because I got divorced. God can't use me anymore. I said, that's half of the Christians right now. I said, that's a lie. Get yourself right with God and God will use you. You're putting your sin bigger than God. How many of us do that? Quit it. God is greater and God is bigger. He hates sin. When you sin, he doesn't like the sin in your life. He still loves you. But he wants you to get clean of that sin. God loves you, He hates sin. Let me put it this is the best way I've heard it. God hates car wrecks because they hurt you. Sin hurts you. oh it's fun for a while, but the end of it's death It's what the word says. so repent, get clean, don't wait till it starts going south. So the stony and, and listen in verse seventeen and yet they had no firm firm root in themselves but uh, but are only temporary. Then when the affliction of pers- or persecution occurs because of the word, immediately they fall away. Oh, you go to church? Man, why you go to church? <laughs> persecution. I, I've I tried that Jesus stuff. It don't work. I'm trying to talk you out of it. Don't go to the i uh, one of them churches. You don't want to go to that church. i tell you, I'm giving you some truth today. This is how the enemy comes to take the word out of your heart and and people say, well, it don't work or you can't get in agreement with the word. There is such a thing called a prayer of agreement where you get in agreement with somebody, but you're in agreement with them over the word of God. Oh, Lord, help. Help me, Lord. That's an awesome prayer, but God wants you to go deeper. Father, your word says that I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And this curse that's attacking my body, I come against it in the name of Jesus. Jesus died to break the curse off of my life. I have to get the curse under control in my life so I can help somebody else that has the curse going on in their life. Amen. The farmer must feed himself. If I can't get around but in a wheelchair, I can't go to, I can't go to uh, the mission field. You know, I got to get bowed up. I got to get strengthened in my spirit and my body. Come on. So verse 18, and others are the ones that were, the ones sown with seed among the thorns. These, These are the ones who have heard the word. But the worries, the deceitfulness of wealth, desire of other things, enter and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful you know how many people i prayed to get a good job? They, Pastor, agree with me, agree with me. And they get the best job they ever had in their life. started making more money, and they quit coming to church. The deceitfulness of riches. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making good money. I'm working six days a week, but I'm, I'm, I, I, that's my day off. Then you shouldn't have believed God for that job. Because you need to be in the rally, and rally around the Word and listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say. You got to get a fire in you for the word of God and to hear the word of God. But guess what? The fire stirs in you on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, Friday, Saturday to hear the Word of God. And now you're fired up and ready to come with expectation something's gonna happen, something good on Sunday morning. But we have got to, to let quit letting the worries, deceitfulness, the and desires of other things. We chase, we're in America, we chase entertainment. Instead of the word. I'm not gonna ask for a show of hands, but you need to get in the word every morning before you get on Facebook. If you get on Facebook before the word, then you're putting Facebook ahead of God. That's that's hard, but it's true. I have been guilty of that myself, and I repent. I repent, Lord. I need to get in the word, but it is a isn't it, isn't it such a draw? Isn't it such a draw? Calls your name. Look at your kids. It is. It's a heavy draw. We have to guard our hearts because that stuff will take the Word of God out of you. It will suck the life out of you. Worries, cares, deceit. You know, what the Bible talks about is walking by sight and emotions and not by the Word. Walk by sight. Whoo, looks bad over there. I don't know if y'all are going to make it. Well, y'all are a little bit better, but you're still, I don't know. Who wants to get in agreement with that? Don't get in agreement with that anyway. Y'all are blessed and highly favored. Huh? So, so, so here, here's, here's how you stir the word up. I hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord my God to observe and to do all that he has said. And I'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in, blessed going out. My children are blessed. My basket's blessed. That's my bank account. But, but Pastor, I haven't really hearkened diligently unto the voice of the Lord. Then repent. Lord, I, I clean me up, clean my mind up. I repent. I'm starting over. So, to this day on, I am hearken. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to be in your word. I'm going to say your word. I'm not going to walk by sight. Because if you're in your flesh, man, it looks bad for you. Oh, and let me I'm going to pray with you, okay? Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. oh dear. I ain't helping him. That's pity. That's not compassion. I'm trying to help you this morning. Stay with me. Compassion moves your faith. Man, they beheaded John the Baptist, and Jesus could have said, boys, get your sword. We're storming the castle. We're going to cut Herod's head off. And they would have followed him. But the Bible says Jesus moved with compassion. His heart was broken because of John, but he went and prayed for the sick. And he's casting out devil. He's healing the sick and raising the dead. He has compassion, and he ain't crying. He's speaking to sickness to tell it to go. Because me getting in agreement how bad it is in you is not helping you. praying for somebody and walking away well it looks terrible man they've been fighting it for years and it ain't getting any better that's a that's your prayer that's coming from your heart out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and your heart or you what your mind will will tell you how bad it is but you got to get in the spirit and say you are blessed I don't care what it looks like what the doctor said God's got you and it's on God to raise him up not me but my part is to get in agreement with God and with him. This is a secret that everybody misses. They go through like, oh, he's a good man, Lord. He's a good man. Help him. That has nothing to do with it. Him being a good man's awesome, but that has nothing to do with Jesus was the perfect man, and it's Jesus who's the healer, and it's his blood that he shed that breaks off sickness, the poverty, lack, depression, whatever he's dealing with. That's what I've got to get in the word. That's why I got to get in the word to build my faith up. Because if I have no faith, I can't help him. I can cry with him. You want a hot dog? I'll buy you a hot dog and, pr- and cry We No. Hot dog's not going to help him. He needs some impartation of the Spirit of God. And the Word of God brings that impartation. But the impartation on me, when I pray for him, goes into him. Because I am full. Well, you the pastor. You're supposed to be. No, I'm a believer just like you. The Bible says believers lay hands on the sick, not pastors. Believers. And if you're a believer, you've been empowered to pray for people, to get them saved, to get them healed, to get them delivered, to get them set free, right. to disciple them. I'm preaching better than you shouting this morning. <laughs> here's, a, here's another key, another key, another key. Hold on. The word of God is the truth. Y'all believe that? So get. I got a digital Bible, but I want to get one in my hand. I used to take this to the deer stand. And here's the thing. This is the truth. You may have a cold in here. You may have COVID. You may have whatever. You may have something going on. And that may be the truth, but this is a higher truth. This is the higher truth. Jesus is the higher truth. Jesus came about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him why am i dealing with it, talking about healing so much and and not sin so much because everybody deals with sickness and god has called us to come against it and we just well it's it's my bursitis my anything cures that don't belong to you but we own it i heard one guy said you know the lord healed him of something and then <clears> throat> his throat got a little raspy and he googled it and 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 google google said you got throat cancer And then he started researching. I'm talking a powerful preacher. And then he started researching what to do because he got cancer in his throat. And he goes, Lord, why didn't you heal me the second time? You healed me the first time, he goes, because you received it before you ever even prayed about it. So, you ever get a tinge of a headache and you run to get the Advil? Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm not talking against Advil, but I am talking let's pray and then take the Advil. Yes. Let's believe God. Amen. Then you may not have to take three. You can only take one, a half of one. Let's start believing God so we're growing and growing and growing in our faith and standing on the Word. I'm standing on the Word. Having done all to stand, I'm going to stand. Amen. You know, and, and let's, take, let's take fear out of it. This will help you. What if I die, Pastor Brett? You go to heaven. You'd be learning how to dance in heaven. My grandson danced better than me. He got that Holy Ghost stomp, you know, so. But my point is, I'm afraid to die. I'm afraid to die. Quit being afraid to die. You're going to heaven, Christian. If you're afraid to die, that's what the Bible says in the Old Testament, the devil held death over all the people. Oh, and they're just afraid of this and afraid of that. But we're not walking in fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. That's a scripture to grab a hold of and put it in your heart. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power. Hey, that's good enough right there. Love and a sound mind. Because guess what? If you got fear, your mind is not sound. Y'all hear that? Is that the grass growing or what? I, hear, I heard something. Fear. Fear. God wants to break fear off of you. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. We have got to learn to put the Word of God in our hearts, in the good soil, and it'll just bubble up and come to you. I'll tell you a story. I I was at at my church in Louisiana, and one of the board members come in, and I I think it was a Wednesday night. I'm, I'm not sure. And he come in, and he was like, and I said, brother, what is wrong? He goes, Man, they just told my son, he's probably got leukemia. Right here, right here, right here. My first response, not ah, my first response said, no. You're a tither, you're a giver, you're faithful to God, and God rebukes the devourer, and no on leukemia in the name of Jesus. And he didn't have leukemia. But you have got to, your first response and sets your course. I could have got, and he was tilting on the fear. Well, who wouldn't be that your kids got leukemia, 14, 15 years old? And I grabbed him and said, no. You got to grab somebody. And then when you walk away, well, I hope they don't have leukemia. That'd be terrible. That's not faith. I rebuked leukemia in the name of Jesus. And we gathered up and went down and laid hands on him and broke whatever was sickness was on him. Kid probably weighed 135 pounds, and he probably lost 20. But you and broke that off. You see what I'm talking about? I hope you understand. I'm trying to explain this. The Spirit of God will stir up things on the inside of you, and you begin to be, as Miss Shirley says, one of her uh, great sermons, a prophet of your own life. Start to declare what the Word of God says about you. That you bless coming in and bless going out. You're the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. If you feel like you're underneath, start looking down and talking to the devil. You're not underneath. You're an overcomer. You got to fight to get there. You think he's going to roll over? He just, he kept bugging Jesus. All right, number four, number three, excuse me. I'll make number four here in a minute. Number three, plant the word. That's the seed. Be patient and receive the harvest. we got to plant the Word. That's what we're talking about. But look, look at what it says. Mark 4, 20. And those are the ones sown with seed on good soil. If you're a child of God, your spirit is good soil. But is it making it to your soul, or is it getting hung up right here? I told somebody in Matthew 8.17 that Jesus Himself bore our sickness and infirmities. Where is that in the Bible? That ain't in there. I said Matthew 8.17. You were not listening. But I wasn't cocky. I was like, it's Matthew 8.17. You know, it was a shock to me when I first read it. Matthew 8 17. Put that in your heart. When sickness comes, nope, Jesus bore it. Jesus took my sickness. He carried my pain. He carried my sins. Isaiah, it's Isaiah 53. It's in the atonement. He was whipped. With his stripes, we are the heel. Anybody ever been picked on? Don't act like you hadn't. Somebody ever call you a name, stupid head, whatever? I told my wife, those kids that you teaching, to call you stupid head. You're not. The Bible says that Jesus was chastised so you could have peace. He bore everything. They put a curse of of thorns. The thorns represent the curse, a crown on his head so your mind can be free, so you can have peace. Anybody ever not been able to sleep at night? You need to rebuke it. No, mind be still. Jesus bore the curse that torments my mind. Huh? It's time to break it off. And so... Let me start back over. Those are the ones sown with seed on the good soil, and they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold, 100 times as much. The word of God has God's heart. You want to know God? Look at his word. And don't go to the Old Testament where they're killing this one and stoning that one and beating that up. Jesus had not yet come. Look in the New Testament. Yep. Matthew, Mark, Luke and, Luke, and John. Jesus said, You know, well, God, God will get you. God will get you. Let me point my finger at everybody in here, huh? And you're like, Don't give me Lord. Where could you hide if God was going to get you? Amen. You cannot hide from God. Jesus said, I've not come to get you. I've come to forgive you and redeem you and bring you back into the family. Huh? That's good news. Amen. I come to set you free. I come to help you. I come to deliver you. I come to walk with you. And Jesus is the word. And you know God sent his word to heal us of everything. That's the scripture too. God's heart is in his word. Let's plant it in our heart, our spirit. The spirit of God is on the word of God. Let's put the word of God in our heart, and the spirit of God will live bigger in us. See how this works? But people don't know it. They don't try it. They don't live it. So let's go back to 2 Timothy 2.6. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. It's time to start feeding yourself. Are you with me? Are you going to feed your see? See, th- this is a purpose, and I always use example. If I gave you a brand new truck and it had satellite radio and it had air and heat and heated seats, and you'd learn how to turn all that on and learn how to work all that stuff, and, and or if you got an, an old car and you you you'd learn how to work on it, and or if I gave you a rifle and you put a scope on it and you would tune it in, you'd make sure you put the right bullet in there, or if you're going to learn a dance. You got to practice. It's time to practice the word. It's time to learn the word. It's time to understand the word of God. It's time to be an overcomer. God's called you to be. He didn't call you just barely make it. He called you to overcome sin. To overcome unbelief. To overcome doubt. To overcome the devil. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, and guess what? He's commissioned us to do the same. is why you have got to get in to know the word so you can start destroying the works of the devil. It's time to say no to the devil. No. Get your hands off my kids. Get your hands off my spouse. Get your hands off my money. Get your hands off my house. Get your hands off my boss. Alright, bow your heads today please. We're going to close and then I'm going to, we're going to give away a gift or two, but I want you to understand today that God's calling you to the next level. It's time to fight for your family. Time to fight for your grandkids, your children. Fight for what you, God, the rights that God has given you in the word. First of all, The empowerment begins with accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if you're here today and you want Jesus to come into your life and him give you strength to understand the word, the Holy Spirit will teach you things, you need to receive him in your heart. If that's you today and you've never accepted Jesus, never accepted Jesus before, will you lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. I've never accepted Jesus, but I want to accept him. I want to know he's real. second request is if you've prayed and accept Jesus before and you just haven't been living for him and you're stirred up today I'm going to start living for God will you lift your hand today I see your hands your hands Ours four. I see your hands everybody let God move in your heart right now it's time for all of us to get stirred up to live by the word of God Let me pray. Let's pray together. Say, Father, today I draw that line in the sand. I'm going to live for God with all my heart, with all my might, with all my strength, and I'm going to learn to hear. Say that with me. I'm going to learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit like never before. It's going to become so clear to me. God's going to speak to me, and I'm going to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at legacyfamily.info.